Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mama's Pearls. I am your hostess, Cynthia, and welcome to our Mama's Pearls family. We have such a treat in store for you today that I am so excited to dive into and introduce everybody to one of my dear, dear friends and fellow spiritual adventurers. But before we do that, and I'm going to mute her out because she has the funniest sound, sound effects coming coming from her house right now. But um, so before we dive into that, I want to just tell people if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for finding us. I would actually love to know how you did find us. And please feel free at any time to drop either myself or Melissa, who is the author of M Gems and is my very best friend for over 20 years and kind of my version of Gal King. You can drop either of us an email at Cynthia at MamasPearls.com and it's M-O-M-M-A-S-P-E-A-R-L-S.com or Melissa at MamasPearls.com. And also we do a weekly um, e-newsletter, which I'm not sure if many people know about that um, or other other people who are not already on the list. So if you want to go on that, you can just um, email me and I'll put you on it. I don't have it yet synced up where you can do it automatically online, but I'm working on that. Like I said, I'm not so not so technically savvy. So, um, so what is Mama's Pearls? Who are we? Why are we here? Why are we taking up your time? Well, we're a family brand. I started the Mama's Pearls blog about a year and a half ago when my grandparents died as a way to basically remember the stories from them and pass down like this generational wisdom that I received from them as well as like these other teachers in my life as well as everybody's life, um, you know, philosophers, teachers, um, poets, and really take that, take that wisdom, look at my mine and your like daily crazy life and see how we can reapply it to the modern world and make all our lives better. So basically we start our week on Mama's Pearls on Facebook. I love I love Facebooking. I love finding like little quotes and doing research and sharing it and getting the feedbacks and comments. Then I post the Mama's Pearls blog on Tuesday this week. The, um, the theme is the labyrinth, which is the inner timeout. And we always have a theme and a pearl and then we get into the story, and that's the blog. Then we talk about it more on Wednesdays on our radio show, and then Melissa ties everything up on on Fridays with her amazing M's Gems blog, which I think just exponentially um, exponentially lends itself to really giving you practical takeaways. I'm kind of more of the spiritual side, and she's and she's more um, of the practical takeaway tool tool girl. So that's a little bit about what you what you've tuned into, and I hope you will continue to grow with us as we've been 
as we've been growing by leaps and, and bounds week after week. Last week was so, so much fun. We had, um, it was Momalicious, and basically we're forming like the new the new Teamsters Union for moms called the Momsters, where, you know, moms are working 24-7, and it's, it's amazing when any mom actually takes time for herself. So Liz Stern was our very special guest. Liz Stern founded Divalicious Moms about six years ago. It started in Manhattan, and it's now in Manhattan. It's in the Hamptons, and she's looking to to expand it. And she was really amazing about getting people and getting moms to just see really clearly, like, you don't, don't have to hang up your stilettos. You don't have to put on the moo-moo and the mom jeans once you become a mom. There's still ways to be fabulous. There's still other moms out there who are going to be your friends. You're not alone in this, and you just need to take time for yourself because no one's going to give mom a time out. You know, it's very rarely, even when you're working in a big company, where somebody's going to be like, you know what, you need a vacation. Why don't you take the next week off? Like, you have to claim it for yourself. Step up and, and, and just do it. Um, and you know what, like one thing that I came to realize was after seeing the movie Toy Story 3, which actually I did write a review, which is going to be posted on, um, as a guest contributor on the website Skimbaco, S-K-I-M-B-A-C-O, and that's going to be running this Friday, so I'll post the link on, on Facebook, but one of the things that I was really struck, um, of one of the moments in, in Toy Story was when Andy, who's the kid that we've seen grow up through all, through the Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, and now 3, um, he's getting ready to leave for college his room and him and his mother are standing in the room and looking around basically watching this mom look at all his room which is now stripped bare that she's seen and watched her son fill up all of her all of his life and as he's walking out the door and starting his new independent life off of college like what is she going to do now how is she going to fill her empty nest and in in that moment when I looked at my dad who was took my my kids and I to the to the movies and I had my kids on my lap, you know, I wanna be able to send them off into the world and still have my own my own um my own identity intact and not feel like I'm gonna drop literally just lay on the floor and drop dead because I have nothing now in my life. So and I and me personally and if you know me as a friend which most of my listeners do because you guys are mostly my family and friends. And like I said, if you found me and then you're not a family and friend, I'd like to know who you are. So please introduce yourself to me. But, you know, most of my family and friends know that I've always pursued my own individual interests no matter what I was doing, who I was with, whether I'm married, unmarried. And I feel it's so important. So while Liz came on last week to really show us how we can go out of the house and and go find our fun and she's written a book called um if you give a mom a martini and she hosts really fabulous events she's doing a whole um diva diva moms camp out in the hamptons on super saturday i think which is um the 13th or or something you got to look at at her website www.divamoms.com but you know, in taking those time outs where we go and do something external, we also need to bring it bring it on in because ultimately we go out and chasing and doing something for ourselves 
to help make our inner lives feel better, um, to help us find our center, to help us, you know, move through an issue, to help us, you know, just reclaim like that sense of, you know, you get so busy in, in what's going on with your kids and who they need to be and who they are and what they need or what your husband needs or what your family needs or what your friends needs that we forget to look in the mirror or look inside and say, what do we need? So this week I want to take you on an inner journey. We're, go- we're doing a labyrinth, basically, um, and I'll tell you about that in another minute when, when I bring on Masha. But we're going to take an inward journey this week and bring it back to center. And this is kind of a, a common thread that we're, that, we're, um, that we're stringing together through the Mama's Pearl show. We had um, Melissa Van Rossum come on one of the first radio shows out that we did for a segment called Quiet Time. And it was the first time where we started talking about the idea of meditation and talking about returning to center by yourself as well as with your children. So the practices that we are going to talk about today can be integrated with the family, but I'm more, you know, you know me, I kind of I do have a mom bent, but it works for any parent, any person, any of any age about ha- having and maintaining your own, I'm going to quote it, spiritual practice, but it is anything that you do for yourself will suffice. So in joining me this week, and um, and joining me this week, oh, and by the way, you can call in and talk to us anytime. I would love to hear from you. The call-in number is 347-327-9450. So, so basically setting up for this week, my, um, my, dear, my newest dear friend, Masha, okay, so we met through a mutual friend through, through our children, and instantly we basically like within, we were emailing back and forth, as you'll learn, Masha also um, hosts a radio show on Blog Talk Radio with Denise Coates, and it's called um, Feel, it, Feel It Real Radio and Overcoming Negativity and Addiction, and she also is one of the go-to gurus for Gabrielle Bernstein's website, www.herfuture.com. And when I met her, it was immediate that we spoke the same, it was immediately apparent that we spoke the same language. You know, I find, I find that as I've, I've, as I've grown up, you know, when I was younger, it used to be a little bit more hidden, like this, this spiritual talk that I had. And when I met Masha, we just instantly fell into conversation and was like, I get you. And she's like, I get you. I'm like, I love you. And she's like, I love you more. So we've kind of had this really beautiful friendship that has that has um it's kind of like we it was love at first sight and now we're just like still getting to know <laughs> getting to know each other and each time we're together we we really do um talk about all the spiritual practices that that go on she's also um a friend and she's a she's a client and, and i'm helping her kind of um bring her magic to the world because she's really a spiritual mentor and how she describes herself and how we are are putting herself out putting Masha out in a bigger way is as a spiritual makeover artist and this is what she does she is just fully in the moment and fully wants everybody to to know and be loved and know that 
you deserve it more than anybody else in the world. You deserve it. And what she does is really bring people and gives them like an individual recipe for their spiritual practice and doing an analysis of, of where, they, where they are at in their personal life and their spiritual life and kind of adapting a spiritual practice that, that's going to work for them. And she's been helping people just left and right because that's just in her nature is to help people find the light within. She is a, certif- she is a certified teacher in overcoming ne- um, negativity addiction, and she has amazing interviews and, and shows and her radio show that she does do that I definitely recommend that everybody on Mama's Pearls also support her. So when it came time to, to thinking about this, and I knew I was, wanted to have her on, on the show and introduce the Mama's Pearls community to her because I just think, like I said, she's, she's one of like the, the true bright lights in, in my life that definitely um, hold the spiritual space with me, and, and she's just amazing. So, so, Masha, are you with us? I am. Thank you so much for all those beautiful words and comments. You're such a light yourself. Thank you. I'm like blushing over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's getting to the point now where I'm like, I'm going to see Masha, and, and, and my husband's always like, Masha, Masha, Masha. <laughs> Yeah, he's the only one who came up with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Masha, Masha, Masha. But love it. Thank yeah. you. So, so welcome, my dear. Thank you and, so much for having me. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm really thrilled. I'm really thrilled to be taking this. And you know, when I was thinking about taking an inner time out, it's like it's summertime for Pete's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. I, we, we have to keep it light and fresh for summertime. And yes, when we do spiritual work, it can take us down into deep, dark places. But mm-hmm. you know, you're really about finding and sustaining the light. And yeah. anytime I've come to you with a with a question of of my own journey, um, or when I've been in, in transition, you've always had such, such like it's just matter of fact, like this language that that you um, that you speak with spirituality, and it's very you know synonymous with the language that I speak. And I'm mm-hmm. just I'm just so excited to to have you on and introduce and introduce you and get a little bit deeper into the the spiritual practices. Totally. totally. And I wanted to take people back to back to the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So tell us how you found that, that retreat space. I actually found it. So I just moved um, to your area just a little while ago. And um, having grown up on the island, like, you know, just I've, I've always been around this, this neighborhood. But uh, one of my dear best friends told me about this labyrinth that was like five minutes away from my house and in this like retreat place that was beautiful. And she's like, you know, you should, we, we should really go there together one day. And I was like, yeah, we should. That'd be so cool. And then um, Gabrielle was around. She was coming to visit me, and she was doing a lecture at Barnes & Noble. And I called her up, and I was like, you know, there's this labyrinth that I really want to check out. Would you want to go there with me today? And she's like, yes. I had a dream about a labyrinth last night. Totally, let's wow. go. So I get chills just talking about it. Um, so she came to my house. We drove over there. And it was just, it it actually wasn't exactly what I expected. I think I confused labyrinth with maze. (laughs) I thought it was going to be like the deep hedges where you kind of get lost. And, um, but actually a labyrinth is a path that you follow. And once I went there and I felt this immense peace, first of all, the grounds are beautiful. It's this amazing big house that used to be um, a summer home. 
and the woman left it. She had no family or friends or she hated them or whatever, and she left it to the um, the Jesuits. Is that how you say it? The she left it to the Jesus people <laughs> to to take over. So so they did a beautiful job, and now it's a place where uh, people come and do silent retreats. They do yoga. They hold AA meetings, and it's just it's gorgeous. So ever since that time, I have gone back there probably biweekly, um, you know, at least once a week, and I just feel automatically refreshed and happy and. Um, on Sunday, I went there with um, my three-and-a-half-year-old, and it was about 8.30 at night, and I really needed to go there. And he wanted to go, and he was in his pajamas, and he went with me. <laughs> and we walked the path together. He was following me with his little, you know, ducky blankie. And <laughs> we walked the path, and, like, there was a woman meditating up on top, and afterwards she thanked me because she said it was the most beautiful thing she had ever seen, just, you know, seeing That's a mother nice. walk with her, like, son behind her. And it just, for, for me, it's been a, an action journey to go there, and I know that I'm going to feel peace when I leave there. And it takes right. 10 minutes of my time, and you've been there with me. I mean, it's, it's amazing. The place just is, like, scream serenity. Well, one of the things that, that you really hit home for me when the first time you introduced me <clears throat> was, you know, I, I, I had these questions that I, that I was wrestling with and were like, okay, we need to go to the labyrinth and I've been wanting to, to, to see the place that you spoke of. And I too, I thought it was going to be a big, a big <laughs> maze. And, and yeah, thank, thank you for clarifying because one of the things that, that I've been trying to distinguish and when you get into like, researching like the history of, of labyrinths that they've been around for over 4,000 years mm. and used in, in almost every different major spiritual, um, yeah, religion and, and civilization. And it's, you know, they've had different meanings and different connotations throughout time. You know, some of them, you know, in the past they've said that, you know, evil spirits get trapped there. And, you know, and I think that's probably where a lot of, like, the um, the hokiness comes from or, like, mm. the mysterious and, like, the takes on in Hollywood in um, in the in the films about labyrinths. And, right. Right. Um, and then there's, you know, there's another um, – there's another – uh, deity, I think it was the the Meditor. I'm, I know I'm not saying that right, but it's um it's it's basically I have the image of it on the blog, which is like part horse, part man, where you have to basically wrestle with him mm. before you can you can reach your center. And really, all that comes down to, and and in and to, today now we see it as a different a different connotation, where as a as a maze you go in and you have choices to make, and there are dead ends, and there are twists and turns that um that that the labyrinth is a straight straight path it's well mm -hmm. it's not straight it's winding but it's you go you go in one way you wind around the outside and it's basically one side of your brain mm -hmm. then you get to the center and you're supposed to work through that to get to your light and in in other civilizations in medieval times was basically you know the hard path to god is how they is how they saw it the, the, right. in the center of the labyrinth was, was God and the entrance was birth and the exit was death. And then when you come out of the, out of the center, you basically trail back on the other side and it's one big circle, but there are different ways to set it up. But the one that we, that we were doing is, is in the circular format and you go through the other side, which is the other side of your brain and come back out 
basically parallel to the same way that you came in. Right. And right. um and basically when when we were when we were there, you know, and you said to me you were like, you know, it, yeah, it's it's hard to come in with all these stresses in this beautiful grounds first of all. I mean, it just kind of melts away at the door. And when we were at the at the entrance to to the labyrinth, you were like set your intention close your eyes, know that all of your spirit guides are here because this is where they live. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and knowing like there's a, you know, like I believe that they follow you everywhere and of that course. wherever you are in the world, you can tap into your spirit, spirit guides and your angels and, you know, get it, receive any of the guidance you need. But when you said like this is their home mm-hmm. and you're walking mm-hmm. basically on sacred ground, like something in me just kind of like totally opened up and trusted that that was true, right? And I took right. my first step. I mean, yeah, in my mind, my you know, I write about it in the, in the blog this week. My mind was spinning with, okay, do I ask one question, two questions, or <laughs> this? which one's more important? Like you go through all this, this, this thought inner dialogue, inner dialogue, this mm. major inner dialogue, and you know, a labyrinth walk is supposed to be a meditation walk, and I felt like my mind was doing like a marathon, like right. I was on like the marathon run. And when you're charting that path and taking those, you know, following that winding road, it's like one step. With each step, it's like it's supposed, you know, you kind of let go and you clear and any guidance, you know, processing it out. And then I remember I'm like on like this deep, deep thought, like trying to, you know, calm my mind down, get silent, because that's probably the hardest part for people, especially when they're first starting meditations, is to get silent. And then your daughter, you know, this <laughs> little cute little thing, you know, I'm thinking of like the many different pathways that you can go or like you can skip you can run she's just kind of like literally just toddles her way straight up to the center not going around the path just straight up like with her little big smile yeah taking the shirt up you know smile 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 toddle 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 and like plops herself down in the middle and I'm like, that is so perfect. Like how simple. Yeah. You know, like nothing you want to get be, to God. Right. Yeah. We, we take things so seriously. Like even yeah. the sitting down and meditating and trying to get silent, like you say, or like asking yourself all those questions. Like it's not such a big hairy deal. Like we make too much of it. And it's as simple to ask for guidance as it is to like pick up the phone and call me. You know, um, just yes, your spirit guides live there, and it's a very sacred place. But it's the same way that we think about like synagogue or church or whatever. It's a lot easier. It's not really so much as they live there. It's just a lot easier for us to receive whatever they need to tell us um, in that sort of place. You know, that place of peace, that place of serenity, where we can truly surrender and let go. And what else are you going to do there? You know, there's nowhere to plug in your laptop at the labyrinth. You know. you're not going to, you know, you're not going to go to the labyrinth and like start um, BBMing somebody. That's not going to happen. You're going to actually go there and surrender and work your way to the center. And there are times where I walk the labyrinth or I'm sitting in meditation and my mind is literally churning and spinning with thoughts and I never resist anything that comes up. Mm -hmm. I'll let it come up, you know, even if I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I'm so freaking bored. I want to get up right now and run away from this meditation practice. I'll, like, let myself think that because it's resisting those thoughts that cause all that inner dialogue. We all have the same thoughts running through our head. Like, I'm no different from you. Sometimes I sit down and I'm in, like, you know, meditation stance and, like, I just want to burst out laughing and I do it. You know, I go with whatever feelings come up or sometimes I'll start crying or sometimes I'll start thinking, like, damn, you know, 
is there anybody out there? Like, is this whole thing a joke? Like, am I just sitting here and, like, the joke's on me? I'm going to get to, like, heaven one day and be like, all that time you spent meditating, you know? <laughs> but um, those are the type of really crazy thoughts that go through my head. And I just kind of accept them and just let them be. I love it. Okay, yeah. so my phone lines are, are lighting up. So the oh, cool. first person I see here is Melissa. So, and you know, I've, I've spoken about Melissa to you, and I've spoken about you to Melissa, and, you know, you two are both basically my favorite M&Ms. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> Melissa, you on? I'm here. Hello, my love. Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Oh, my goodness. It's finally nice to talk to you, Maka. So nice to talk to you. So, so nice. I'm glad somebody else laughs when they're trying to do a little yoga or meditation moment because I can't do my ohms when I do yoga. I can do yeah. all the stretches, and at the end they're like, do your ohms. I'm like, no, can't go there. Not doing them. <laughs> I know. I'm not like a I, – I, I feel funny chanting in front of other people too. It's you know, like I could do it in the privacy of my own home, but like as soon as there's like an audience around – I get like, I don't know, I get stage fright. <laughs> uh, the problem with me is I do a yoga, I do yoga, and I'm like, you know, this is taking too long. It'd be faster to just run a couple of miles or do a quick kickboxing. This is taking way too long for me. But mm-hmm. uh, I wish I had more patience to uh, do more meditation or, you know, stretches that allow you to also think or let your mind clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it takes practice, it takes intention. You know, like in the beginning, I used to when I first really got into meditation, I did it to kind of clear away um toxic thoughts that were running through my head. And I found that as soon as I would kind of take a deep breath in my nose and out my mouth, all of a sudden those thoughts would melt away. And I was like, "Huh, is this meditating? Is that what I'm doing here?" All right, this this kind of works. So then I started doing it at red lights and I started doing it um just like for a couple of minutes here and there, I would put on a song that would only last for four minutes and meditate to that. And then the more and more I started noticing a difference in my demeanor and um, I started just feeling an overall sense of well-being every time I did it, I kind of got hooked. You know, I kind of got like I just I wanted that feeling. So I would I started setting out time every single day to do it. And um, now, you know, I, I meditate pretty much um, twice a day, 15 minutes to 20 minutes each time. Wow. Like, just to sit down. And um, I think I think it's Deepak Chopra who said something like, um, if you don't have time to meditate, you know, a half an hour a day, then you should be meditating for two hours. <laughs> I, I love that because, like, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, your day, seems, you think that you don't have time, but then once you – start meditating a lot or you get into that space you see that time just starts to like really become an illusion and it kind of melts away and you find time to do really everything that i mean i can only speak from my own experience that's what's happened to me well i i think something does happen with your mindset when you do get into a meditative space and you do start setting intentions it's like when you're not doing it you're you're rushing around and you know going so fast and trying to do everything and then it's kind of when you when you step into that meditative space you're more into the space of receiving so everything might get accomplished but it happens on a different time and it happens by drawing it to you rather than going out and chasing it Mm. at least i know like that's that's been my 
my experience with things is like when I'm I get too hung up on something and a lot of people will use meditation if it's just a form to get clarity on on one issue no matter what it is instead of a daily practice which is a lot of times why people turn turn to prayer you know you know you know somebody in the hospital you have you're stuck on an issue or you know you need to pay your bills or something and you, and you find that moment of prayer to answer the call for just one question that you have um, and you know it's but it is something there is something potent that happens when you open yourself up and in with that process about okay well why why am I resisting whatever it is that i'm I'm asking for, or what is blocking me and and help me help me funnel funnel through that so I can get to um get to where i you know i want to want to be you know, in the future. And it really is such a present tense act. And a lot of the spiritual practices are about, you know, being in the present. So it's, you know, you have all these thoughts about what's what's happening, what I need to be about your external world. But in your present, it's like, well, is that really affecting me right in this moment? And that's, you know, the, the deep part of yoga, the deep part of meditation, um, and of many other spiritual practices is about just, you know, letting all of that go and just breathing, just connecting, just touching, getting in touch with your body, getting in touch with your thoughts, and just bringing it back to your own center. Mm-hmm. Now, I see we have another, I see that we have another caller, so I want to see who this is because this looks like an, a new number. And then we are going to do, talk a little bit more with Masha, and then Masha's going to lead us in a special, very special treat and a meditation. So let's see who this is. Hello? Caller, are you with us? No. Spirit guide calling, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia's at home right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna leave the, this line open in case the caller like put us on mute and is meditating or something. Um, so if you are on 905 caller, then just just say hi to Mosh, me, and Melissa. So um, all right. So ladies. So the other part of what I was thinking about, like when we um, when we oh, I'm muting him out. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, um, is just, you know, and, and one of the things I always laugh about with Masha, but it is part of her daily spiritual practice is to not only hold the space for herself, but to hold the space for others. And, Masha, whenever I've come to you and been like, you know, I can't believe this one or that one or this one, you're like, well, I'm going to pray for them. And that's kind of, that's kind of one of your, your party lines is I'm going to pray for them. I mean, you sent out a, a mantra. A it is. It's one of your mantras. Is mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for you. Is that when you know you and you are probably one of the most compassionate people that I do know. I mean, and you even sent around like the counter, the counter side to the whole Lindsay Lohan, um, the whole Lindsay Lindsay Lohan stuff that's been going on with her you know, going to court and the FU nail polish and all that tabloid stuff. And you were just like, I'm going to pray for her. Mm-hmm. And you did. And you had a beautiful a beautiful prayer that you basically, that you recorded and sent around for other people to listen. So so what what is that practice for What you? is that about? So, yeah. Um, what is that about? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm <laughs> open to everybody making fun of me because I know that it's like, it's a little hokey, but, hokey, but you know, I just, I really truly believe that we all have aspects inside of us that can put FU on our nail polish, that, you know, 
party too late and do inappropriate things. And, you know, all of us at one point of our lives have done things that we're not proud of or um, we have our shadow self, you know. And that's why it's really easy for me to be compassionate because I know what human nature is about. And as much as I see the potential in everybody to be good and do good, I know that on the flip side we all have the potential to be not so good. And um, the reason why I think that prayer really works is, you know, we're like a whole mass of energy. So every time we send out negative thoughts into the universe, it's really like creating just a lot of, just a lot of bad stuff, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not serving anybody. And I know on the flip side, when we send out good, positive things, it can affect people. Like prayer really does work. They've done studies on it. It really helps for, you know, mass people to get together and to pray for something. And, you know, I really, I buy into that. So since I can't go to Lindsay Lohan and be like, what are you doing, girlfriend? Like, get your life together, you know? I don't really want to, um, you know, go and seek her out. Like, I'm not a groupie and whatever. I enjoy her movies. I would like to see her get well. But one of the things that I can do is I can send a message out of, you know, healing, love, and light to her and just be like, you know, um, and I, I don't make it so formal. I'm just like every day I've been saying for the last, you know, few couple of weeks ever since this whole thing started is I say in my head, you know, Lindsay Lohan, I'm just sending you light and love and prayer and healing and may you, may you be well, may you be strong, may you serve good, may you fill out, fill out the intentions that you came to, to do here and, um, you know, may, may you take this blessing, may you be open to it, and that's it, you know, and there I feel like I've done my part, like I'm not indulging in any gossip, I'm not doing, not partaking in any of the tabloid stuff, but I'm doing my share, and that makes me feel good. Well, I feel so. like you can, you can fill in the, in the blank there about anything, you know, I know mm-hmm. there's been a, a big wave of people who are, who are consciously putting putting thoughts and prayers out there for the the oil spill in right. the Gulf region. Um, same thing, you know, I'm putting out the intention that the waters will be clear and that, you know, that the, the cleanup will, will happen and that we'll get whatever awakenings that we, we need to from this. Right. And, you know, because that... our, thoughts, our thoughts really do attract things. So if I'm sitting around thinking, you know, really worrisome thoughts about the oil stuff. These are very serious things, you know, from Lindsay Lohan to if I'm even sitting around just worrying about what's going on in my own life, I'm not really um, doing anything that's serving. So what I need to do is get into the space where I can kind of like get in touch with my own personal guidance. And the way that I do that is by, you know, quieting my mind and sending out good energy, asking to receive guidance, you can't do all that. You can't receive if you're in the, in the thought process of worrying and condemning and complaining. You can't receive anything from that place. I've tried. I've tried right. it out. You right. can't do it. You know, well, it doesn't work. Well, it also becomes a like attracts like thing. Mm-hmm. If you're exactly. putting it out from that space, that's what you're going to attract. And there's, a whole, there's actually a whole science behind the power mm-hmm. of thought and um and how one positive thought like drowns out i think i think it was like it was like 1 to 100 is even the the quotient for it mm-hmm. so you know for every every negative every one positive thought that's out there kind of overrides and is more powerful than 100 thoughts 
and 100 negative thoughts. And it's kind of like, um, and I know, Melissa, you love Monsters, Inc., and I know you've talked about that um, in in our in our um, topic when we were talking about fear and the whole notion when in, Mo- in the movie Monsters, Inc., how they're, they're collecting screams to, to energize their monster world and they find out that the, but for a child laughing, that the power of laughter was like a thousand times more powerful than, than their screams and mm. the power of fear. And it's it's the same thing. I mean, I, I, that's why I love film and I love you know particularly animated things and taking things in, in simplistic kid 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 language and translating it to our adult world. Is that the power of of love and positive intention is that much more powerful than um, than the power of fear and negativity? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think in you know again though when we're talking about the inner practice, you're talking about going inward and having the these thoughts, but you're still you know talking about sending it out to the external world. And, right. You know, right. and you know maybe it's it's because we are so so ingrained and interdependent upon the world around us and our external world to be to also be okay, and that we really do feel this calling and service, you know, to be of service and to to hold that space. For others, but what about you know the the inner practice? The inner really, practice, you know, practice, yeah, and really you know integrating all these messages and things that you're doing into your own own daily life. Because for me, that that's that's the biggest part is that you know, and I've always said like you can you can become enlightened, you can have your aha moments, you can have like these moments of brilliance, but sustaining it is the hardest part. Right. Well, you, you need discipline and the way. Yeah, I mean, with everything, it's like anything, everything works if you work it. So, you know, I have to, we all came, you know, we were born knowing this type of thing. You know, we were all born. Mas, you're, you're a little staticky. Sorry, I don't know. I pray for no more static. I'm praying for no more static. I'm going to pray for no more static. All right, so. What I what I suggest is kind of you know setting up intentions every day to to be more uh, disciplined in this type of thing and um, to rewire your brain so your brain doesn't go into freak out mode you know all of a sudden if somebody's being difficult and that takes practice you know so um, you can just practice by taking an inventory of your thoughts like do your thoughts go to that half empty place all the time you know. Maybe they do, and if they do, there are certain things that you can do to kind of rewire your brain so that it doesn't do that anymore. And um, a way to do that is like through like physical activity, like if you have a negative thought, like start doing some jumping jacks, if you start really worrying and obsessing. Like we're all a little bit addicted to drama. We're addicted to certain things that, um, that we think about, and it's really important to kind of like stop that thought train from going on and I say that after a week or two of really deliberately thinking what we're thinking, like paying attention to your thoughts, you can kind of enter a whole new realm of being, and then you become addicted to joyful thoughts. So your thought, if you're driving in traffic and somebody cuts you off, cuts you off your initial knee-jerk re- reaction won't be, oh, my God, that, you know, mother, whatever, blah, 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 that, you know, I know this is a PG-13 show, so I won't curse, but um, <laughs> but your your mind will automatically go to, wow, they're really not being mindful, and um, they must be in a rush, or there must be something going on in their lives, otherwise they would be mindful. Like, people are in pain all over the place. 
if people weren't in pain, they would be acting differently. So you kind of just send them a thought of, wow, you know, let them, I hope that they slow down. And, you know, I pray that they slow down. And that yeah, you start so, you start praying for them. You know, people cut people cut my dad off. He goes into road rage. You cut Masha off. You are the luckiest person in the planet because right. she is going to pray for you. <laughs> exactly, because you know, I think I know that when I'm unhappy, I am not a mindful person. I can be very hurtful when I'm unhappy. I can be um, very unloving when I'm unhappy. You know, I'm not thinking about you when I'm unhappy. When I'm happy, my generosity overflows. I think everybody is amazing and wonderful. I want to help serve. So I know that, you know, we're not so different, you and I, or, you know, person who cuts me off in traffic. I'm not so different from them. So I, I know what it feels like to be in that place. So that's why I have compassion for them. Right. My, and that's why I work so hard to sustain my happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. You, you you sustain the love. Yeah, sustain you're like the love. you're the keeper of the love. But um, you know, I'm glad you said about the half and the half full, half empty. Because I, just before I came on the show, I was going on Facebook and Mark Victor Hansen posted a quote by um, uh, Daniel Dearden that said, "In the long run, the pessimist may be proved right, but the optimist had a better time on the trip." <laughs> I like that. That's very apropos. Okay, I see we have one more caller, and let's see if they're listening or want to chat. Hang on. Hello, and welcome to Mama's Pearls. Are you there? Hi, is this Cynthia and Masha? Yes. Hi. It's Lori from Real Beauty Is. Oh, my God, Lori. Hi. Awesome. Hi. How are you guys? Welcome to Mama's Pearls. I am... Very happy that you called, and let me just do a quick intro to who Lori is. Okay. So, Mama's Pearl people, so Lori is another beautiful, empowering woman, and she started this website called Real Beauty Is, and, and I've, I've basically posted it all over on, on Facebook and have been promoting it as she is very into empowering women to feel good about themselves. And it's not about conventional ideals of beauty. It's about what we do and how we act every single day that makes us beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, primp, 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 was very <laughs> honored to be a featured beauty Yay. on Real Beauty Is a few weeks ago. So, Lori, welcome. You are a beauty. Thank you. And, you know, I really just wanted to call in quickly, and it's so, like, thank you for for speaking about Real Beauty Is, but I just wanted to say how amazing I think Masha is, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out and, oh. and and give my gratitude because I just I hope that you know how far reaching your love is and it's so powerful and so beautiful and so many people have been touched by you know your loving spirit and your generosity and I felt like I couldn't listen to this call without I mean with, without calling in and just saying that like you know there's so much you give out so much love and in return, you know, you've created space for so much love to exist and come back to you. So thank you for for everything oh that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. I feel like it's my birthday today. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> this is so nice. Thank you, Lori. I feel the Absolutely. same way about you. No, I think you're, you know, you're such a beautiful person and I love the fact that when you talk and you share that it's so relatable, you know, that everything comes from the heart and that you are so open about 
your own experiences and your own emotions and the things that you struggle with and would you put it out there in such a way that you can't not feel connected to you because, you know, everyone is sort of fighting some kind of, you know, kind of battle in in their life and everybody's going through their own journey which and their own struggle, which is difficult at times and is amazing at times. And to hear someone like you be so honest and share and create a place and a path for people to really journey towards their better selves. Like I just, your style and the way that you do it is so, it's just so beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Wow, this is so great. I want to be on this show every week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You are welcome. Anything, anytime. All right, so Lori. Yeah, I mean, Lori, like, uh um, uh um. I mean, I know, I know. Melissa's think, thinking the same thing too. Like, what about us? <laughs> you guys are so great, and, and Cynthia we, and Melissa are amazing. And I thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing. Actually, I'm not who I'm not sure who Melissa is because I didn't. I just logged on Melissa. now, so I'm late to okay. the call. So, so Melissa and I will I will introduce you guys separately. But Melissa is yeah. my my best friend since I've been 11 years old, oh. and she also writes the weekly blog for for Mama's Pearls M Gems. Oh, oh, awesome! And she's amazing. And she's no, I mean I love I love everything that you guys are doing. And I have to say, like on a personal note, like when Masha and I talk, and it's not on the air, mm. you know, so much of what we talk about is sort of finding that balance or that great place to be when you're struggling with taking care of a child or taking care of more than one child and balancing like being an entrepreneur and being a mom and redefining yourself in relationship to both of those things and you know just being a mom in and of itself is so wildly uh you know filled with with just so many different things to figure out that throwing then on top of that, like trying to find your way as an entrepreneur in within the context of that is it's just chaos on a regular basis. So, you know, Cynthia, I know that you are doing the same thing and I just I'm in awe of, you know, women entrepreneurs that are also moms because, you know, we're juggling so many things and to be able to create space where we can feel good about ourselves on a regular basis and have it be consistent is really, you know, quite a task. So I love the fact that all of these women are coming together and really sharing our own stories and offering support. And I think that that's the number one thing that all of these women, that you know, what we can do for each other is to, like, stop comparing and stop being competitive and say, I think you are amazing and I think what you have to offer is so beautiful. What can I do to help you on your journey? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it's so, you guys are amazing. So I mean, I think future, future generations, it's so cool that you said that, Lori, because future generations of women depend on us to prepave the right. way. Right. So, you know, we all have young daughters, and mm-hmm. we have to show them that supporting other women and being kind and offering, you know, do you need help or right. is there something I can do for you? How can I serve mm-hmm. you? It's such an important thing. Like, I want to they, – they already know this. They're so sweet at a young right. age. Right. And to just help foster that is such an right. important thing. And there's such yeah, a clue. Yeah, yeah, and it's so critical that we're doing it now because, I know, you know, our daughters are young enough that – you know, we really have the force and the capability to help 
them sort of arrive at this place where they, you know, maybe they're not so influenced by being jealous and envious and critical and competitive. I mean, I'm sure that pieces of that will always exist to some degree, but Mm -hmm. I feel like all of us, you know, sort of coming together and holding hands and being a representative of the power that exists when women really help nurture each other and support each other. I think it's going to, like, the effects that that will have on our children will be extraordinary. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's going to really just change the energy of the world. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I already see it happening with, like, even the young girls that are, like, 16 years old. I interviewed a 16-year-old the other day who's just getting into this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and she was just, like, amazing. I mean, the things that were rolling off her tongue, like, if all girls could start getting in touch with themselves and really, like, learning their self-worth at that age where usually, like, you split off from yourself right. and just reconnecting, like, imagine what college days would be like in high school, right. you know, like, I, I just, I think that it's going to, and these are girls that are just, they're teaching their friends how to meditate. It's becoming something that's, like, a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, that, you know, you're showing women, too, that, you know, we have a power that maybe we have been blocking for a really long time and maybe we weren't really aware or we didn't really believe in our power or we weren't confident enough that we could really become, you know, that person that we wanted to be or we didn't realize the effects that it would have Mm -hmm. on everybody else, uh, you know, in our life. And so now I think women are really opening up and really listening to and tuning into you know, the real power that exists within them instead of, you know, sort of trying to shield it or not believe in it. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, I've just through Real Beauty is, like, I have met, you know, you guys included, like, the most amazing women. And when you start looking for amazing women, they start appearing everywhere. Yeah, they show and, up everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, when you're open to it and you're like, women are so powerful and inspiring and Suddenly, you you really start seeing them everywhere, and you know it's just it's awesome. Right. Well, so I thank you guys. Right. Yeah. No, Lori, I want to definitely you'll you'll be on another show when we talk about more. Like, <laughs> I'm on a show now, and I wasn't even supposed to be. No, it's awesome. That's what. Any anytime the phone lines are open for Lori and for the Mama's Girls community. That's why I'm here. That's why we're doing this is so we can introduce and see who's out there and go like what Melissa was talking about in last week's MGMs, so we know we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that so many that's women so important. and men and everyone just, we get so isolated and feel right. disconnected, yeah. and we look for those people yeah. to connect with. So and thank I you think so too, much like for you, coming you, on, Laura. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just, one more point. Like, I think, too, when you're a mom and you're trying to work at the same time, like, I know one of the things I talk to Masha about is you, I always feel this pressure of time, you know, like, mm-hmm. I get so excited by what I'm doing that and I get so frustrated when I'm like I'm I can't get to what I'm doing because I'm trying to take care of a baby all day long so <laughs> like you're constantly like under the you put this pressure on yourself to like be somewhere where you're not or like get all this yeah. stuff accomplished and it's so unreasonable with what else you're trying to do in your life so I think for well, like yeah. mommy entrepreneurs right yeah. 
like to just slow yeah. down and be like, you know what, you are in the right place right now mm. and that, you know, everything that you need is inside of you and it's available and everything that you want to have happen is going to happen. You just have to kind of like settle into it and allow it to, you know, arrive on its own. Right. You have to surrender and that doesn't yeah. mean giving up. It just means letting go. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's, so. also, it's also a matter of, because I feel like that too, Lori, and I think you hit the nail on the head about the, the mind game that goes on, in, especially with moms, but also any sort of parent or person, yeah. is that, you know, when I'm working, I feel guilty that I'm not with my kids, and when mm-hmm. I'm with my kids, I feel guilty that I'm not working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the real trick is is to, to be in the present moment, and it's like, if I'm with my kids right now, I'm with my kids and that has right. to be my present moment. Right. And I know that the the work is going to it's going to be there. I'm going to get get it done. I'm going to do yeah. everything yeah. step by step and everything that I set out to accomplish. And um and then when I'm with when I'm in work, it's it's being in that workspace. I mean, I work from home, so it, you know, mm-hmm. the lines get a little blurred when the kids come running in right. and I'm trying to you know, talk to a client or do something else like that. But, you know, when I'm in that workspace, like they know that I'm in that workspace mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of finding that balance within yourself and getting grounded and having a strong center, which is why I um, we don't have a ton of time left on. on well, I actually, if you want, I can give you, I can do a five-minute, like maybe even three-minute meditation to get grounded and to plug in if you guys want. Definitely. Yes, I would All right. really, really love that. So, okay. so this is what you do. I'm going to kind of like speed through it so this way everyone can kind of, I'm going to rush through well, this don't, meditation. Don't, don't, this is speed don't, meditation don't rush, with don't Masha. Yeah, don't, don't rush through it. I mean, this is, this is part of what I call like Masha's meds, like what is in uh, <laughs> Masha's arsenal and it's medicine. All it's all natural. It's all natural, exactly. Part of your part of your prescription and what she really does and when we were talking before the show about what you know which one do we wanted to go to and it's like if we're really talking about the journey inward let's do something that helps us get grounded with ourselves and I know we can't usually I run over time but I know Masha has to go and um and carpool so no that's okay but this is a really good meditation like just this is going to just show everybody that you don't need to go into you don't need to be like a fat buddha to meditate and to um, you don't need to have like a, a sacred space. You don't need to go to a labyrinth. You can just do this like right wherever you are. So you can either stand or sit, but sit with your legs uncrossed. So kind of like just allow yourself to be like one big open channel. And this is a great meditation to open your mind to intuitive thought. And it's really good too if you're like scattered or spacey or you feel like you're pulled in too many directions, which I know all of us feel at times. So what you do is just like stand or you can sit and just make sure your body is balanced and just begin to start taking deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth and just close your eyes and start to become aware of the rhythm of your breath and just let it slow down and slowly breathe in and imagine all your worries, fears, and mind chatter flowing out of you as you breathe out. And just concentrate on your breath and feel calm and completely present. And in your mind's eye, imagine that you are an hourglass figure 
and think of the top portion of your head as a wide open funnel, able to let energy in, in the narrow middle section of your core as strong as supportive, and the bottom of your body as a full skirt sweeping wide around you, grounding you firmly into the earth. When we get our minds into this balanced state, this is what our energy body looks like. Open on top, strong in the core, and grounded to the earth on the bottom. As you breathe slowly and deeply, visualize yourself as your favorite tree. Your branches stretch out above, and your roots stretch deeply into the ground, and your core, your trunk, is straight and strong. Breathe in through your branches, and imagine the warm sun filling you up. Take the breath right down through your trunk, and breathe out strongly through your roots, deep into the ground. And now, from deep within the ground, breathe in from the earth and draw the breath back up through your roots, up through your core, and all the way into your branches, into the fresh air and sun. And now take another breath in through your branches, allowing the sun to fill you up. And again, Take the breath right down into your trunk and out powerfully through your roots deep into the earth. And now once again, breathe in from deep within the earth, drawing the breath up through your roots, up through your trunk, and all the way into your branches, out into the sky above. Imagine a current of dynamic white light running through your branches and reaching toward a storm cloud of magnetic light above. Focus on this image of white light and continue to breathe, all the while setting the intention that when you open your eyes that you are fully grounded, fully connected, and in touch with your intuition, with your heart center open to receive and to give love. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Cool. That's a good one. That's what I do a lot of times um, during my day is I'll like to stand there when I feel myself getting a little spacey, a little too distracted, a little too pulled. I don't know what to do first, answer an email, do I change the kid's diaper, do I get myself a drink of water, do I pee, what do I do first? I'll like stand there and imagine, and grounding is something very important for me because I have a tendency, my, my higher chakras are very open, but my lower chakras tend to be a little bit, I need to work on those. So um, I will stand and really like imagine myself grounded to the earth and allow this, you know, my, the, my breath to go up and down my body um, to ground me back into my center. So that's a good one to, good tool to use. doesn't really take that much time. 
Right. I'm just going to say for the people who are listening live, this show is going to stop streaming live, but you can still um, go to the archives and listen to the, to the finishing segment. I do want to tie up the substantive portion of the segment today with Masha and, um, and then dive into our Come Tell Mamas section. So, um, I mean, one of the things, Masha, that people, I mean, this might be the first time that they're hearing of the word chakras. You know, you and I talk about it like it's like a second language. Um, but just, you know, can you just quickly go through the chakras, just a, a little overview of what, of what they are? Sure. Um, so your chakras are, you know, energy inside your body. And, um, you know, doctors are really becoming really aware of that. And you have, believe it's like, we have like more than, there's seven major ones. Right. But let's, let's there are more. Seven, yeah, let's talk about the seven major ones. So the are, seven major are, ones. So you have, um, yeah, so you have the, your root chakra, which is at like the base of your spine. And that is usually connected to, you know, security and um, just like finances and basically like feeling safe in the world. And um, that's really important. It's red. So like if you feel like somehow that you're not like rooted, like it's your survival basically. So it's really important to make sure that that's like glowing or ruby red. And kind of chakras are kind of like a fan like in your body, so like they, they kind of spin. Some spin faster or slower than others. So, you know, it's about like feeling safe and everything. And then you have uh, the sacral chakra, which is between your navel and the base of your spine. And that's like a, it's like a, kind of like a beautiful shade of orange. And um, that's like for your cravings, like um, basically any kind of food or any kind of addiction or substance or whatever, your sleep habits, your weight, your health, thoughts about your appearance, that's all your sacral chakra. So um, it's really important to like be mindful of that. You know, if you're feeling insecure or whatever, that's usually where it comes from. And then you have your solar plexus, which is um, kind of right behind the navel. And this is your place of power, your place of control, your, you know, whether you're afraid that somebody's going to overpower you or control you. Um, just all the, your place of power, your fear of authority, all that kind of stuff. So right. that is yellow, kind of like when it's, when it's very healthy, it kind of looks like the sun. And then there's the heart chakra, which is located where the heart is. And, um, center of the chest. Yeah, center. And it's like really, it, it should be glowing like a beautiful shade, like a jade color, like a, like a green, a beautiful, brilliant green. When it's not doing so well, it's usually kind of like a muddy forest green. And, you know, that's love. That's people. It's attachments. It's forgiveness. It's, uh, you know, things that we hold on to. It's your intuition about your emotional health and your physical health. And it's just really important because that's like I think the highest place that we can be is being in the feeling of love. So, you know, that's where you're, you need to really heal your heart chakra. If you're having problems forgiving people, if you're hung up on things, that's a really good place to start. And then your throat chakra, and that's something that I like had to work on for a really long time because I didn't feel like I had the power to speak, and now I can't shut up. So I've worked a lot <laughs> on the throat chakra, and this is located... There, like there is such a thing of overdoing it. Yeah, like <laughs> you're at, yeah, your chakras can become too enlarged. <laughs> you know, beware, there's a warning that comes with it. But your Adam's apple area, that's your throat chakra, and it's kind of like a sky blue, and... 
that's speaking your truth. It's your authenticity. It's asking for your needs to be met. You know, it's, it's your power. And for women, women have a hard time with their, heart, their throat chakra. So, you know, somehow we've been told to, shh, don't talk so much, you know, whatever. So um, it's really important to, to speak your truth and to heal that, that heart chakra. And then um, you have your third eye, which you can actually see. If you close your eyes and you, and you focus on the space between your eyes, you know, like your little where, you're, where if, if you had a unibrow, where it would be, like above your nose, uh, you could actually visualize, take a few deep breaths, and you can see that, that third eye chakra. And that is your, your, your intuition, I guess. It's kind of like a, a white and indigo. Um, so it, it's really it's important to keep that because it's kind of like your, your connection to uh, intuition and, and when you feel guided and stuff. Like, so it's really important to keep your third eye open. And then finally, your, cri- your crown chakra, which is located on the top of the head, and that's like a royal purple, or sometimes mine is more like um, kind of glows white-ish. And that's your connection to God, to your religion, spirituality, um, you know, un- your divine guidance, trust, whether you're willing or unwilling to, to, uh, to trust something or someone or whatever, that's all like, connected to your crown chakra. So um, if you want to get clear on knowing and believing and, and being guided, focus on your, your crown. And, um, and that's all the chakras that I know. I know there's a lot more, but those are the major ones that you should be yeah, focusing those, those on. Are, yeah, those are, those are the major ones. And, um, you know, we kind of jumped into the meditation at the end, and there's a whole um, practice and understanding that comes with meditations when you dive into to energy work, um, which is one of my, my and Masha's main gateways into journeying to our center is through working through our energy work. You know, and I would just encourage people, if it is your first time, you know, take it slowly, do your research, connect with somebody like Masha or somebody else who can be your guide through the process and, and help answer questions because when you tap into stuff, especially stuff that's been blocked for a long time or that you haven't dealt with, you know, it can create like a flood of emotions and, you know, bring up a lot of feelings and negativity. So just make sure that you're supportive. Like I know when I'm going out on these paths and doing meditations, I have my mom who's been my guide forever who's, you know, a spiritual practitioner, and I also have Masha. Like when I was taking the step into the labyrinth, I knew she was she was right there. I mean, not like I was going to go run, running, screaming, you know, what was happening, but you never know. So just, um, you know, find yourself a supportive group if you're just starting. It's something, of course, you can do by yourself, and um, you can get a taste, and Masha's really good. Like I said, she's the, the spiritual makeup artist, and she can help you on your own personal personal journey. She's just set up a website. Um, this is spiritualmakeupartist.com. Mm-hmm. Spiritualmakeoverartist.com spiritualmakeoverartist.com. So Masha is, um, you know, obviously my go-to person, but there are other people who are more local or um, if you find that, that, you, that you feel trusting with and just, you know, be gentle with yourself and um, and just just know that you're, you're doing it for you. You're doing it to, to keep, you, keep you centered, to start maintaining your practice, and hopefully it will help make your life a lot clearer and easier as you, as you go on. So, um, you know, Masha, thank you so much for, for sharing your work with the, with the Mama's Pearls community and for being such, 
such a light of love for not only for me personally, but for everyone around you in your life. You know, and Lori, as Lori said, it's just you're such you're such an amazing, amazing light, and we are thank just you, thank you, thank you. You are too. And do you think I could just finish up with like a little prayer that I made up for us? Yeah, I want to finish up with that, and I still have to ask you my mama's questions, and then I know you have to go run and do a carpool workout. So, um, so go ahead, do your do your prayer. Okay. So, dear God, but if you know, <laughs> dear Elvis, <laughs> I always feel like weird, but dear God, show us the light at the center of our fellow beings. Show us the light at the center of ourselves. Show us the light at the center of the world. Where we see guilt, show us innocence. Where we focus on mistakes, show us how to focus on efforts of good. Help us have faith in the goodness of others. Help us have faith in your spirit within us. Thus, may darkness be cast out, and may we accept love and light into our hearts forever. This is our prayer. May we see the light in everyone. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mom. There we go. Okay, so let, let's have let's have some fun now. Again, if you want to find Masha, she is on Facebook. She has her website. She's on um, herfuture.com. You can listen to her interviews there, and um, you know, just definitely connect with her. And she also has her radio show on Blog Talk Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so Masha, 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 come tell Mama. All right, so what is your luxury indulgence? My luxury indulgence is meditating. Love it. <laughs> to be able to sit in silence without my kids screaming, <laughs> that's a luxury. Yeah, it is a luxury. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, okay, so, and a necessity, especially, especially for you. So, all right, which of the following would you choose? The best sex of your life, the best meal of your life, or the best sleep of your life? The best sex of my life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, which is which is your favorite movie genre, or what is your favorite movie genre? I like Comedy chick flicks. Yeah, like, like what? I like chick flicks. Chick flicks. Yeah, like I'm gonna be the first in line to go see E Pray Love. Um, I just I, I love I love romantic comedies too. Anything that's, like, scary, I, you will never find me at. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 that's so not your space. You definitely plan, like, a, a girl. Chucky's Bride is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we definitely plan a girl's night out for Eat, Pray, Love. Right, with food, do you prefer sweet or salty? I prefer uh, salty. I mean, where does your green juice fit into that? <laughs> I love the taste of green juice. <laughs> when we have Masha back on, and I definitely want you to come back on, we're going to do like a summer recipe bit, and I want you to talk about your green juice. Oh, I will. What do you consider your most beautiful feature? My eyes. Yeah, you, you do have hot eyes. What is the best advice that your mama gave you? To be myself and to love everybody. And pray for them. You didn't teach me that, but <laughs> but she did teach yeah. me to love everybody. 
love it. And you do. And you, like I said before, earlier on the show, you are such a light and you've been such a divine guide for me. And I'm so happy that we've, we've only known each other for such a short time. And it feels like, lifetime, like a lifetime already. Mm-hmm. And you're somebody who I really enjoy the spiritual journey with. And, you know, I totally appreciate and admire and respect your own practice. And I'm just really happy to have had this opportunity for you to share this this hour plus with us on Mama's Pearl so I can start introducing introducing you into into this space. So Thank you so much. Thank you, so both much. of you. You're both such lights. And, and thank you very, very much for having me. I love you both very much. I love you. So, so much, and um, I'm looking forward to helping develop your your website and um, and bringing your gifts to the world in a much larger way because you, you so, you're such a light and people so need your guidance. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, do you. Thank you, my love. So Bye. I will, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Are you kidding? All right, everyone. So thanks again to Masha. Masha, have a wonderful day and go back to your day job. Thank you. And Both of you do the same. Kids. Thank you. I think Melissa dropped off. She's oh, like, what? We're meditating? Uh-uh. <laughs> so everyone, have a wonderful week. This is Cynthia, Masha, Melissa, Mom, the program, reminding you to enjoy your children. Enjoy your family. Say I love you. Remember to take it one breath at a time, step by step, and you will reach the center of your own yellow brick road, which is paving your own magnificent labyrinth. Thank you again, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>